Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia. with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of In That Number. This is episode 165. Today we will discuss Friday night's trip to Villa Park. Is the lack of goals and creativity becoming a major issue or is this more of a knee-jerk reaction? Uh, There's concerns with tactics, with the personnel and why, oh why, is Elianusi still starting over Stuart Armstrong? All this coming up, uh, and we welcome back Tim Bazance to preview our game with Everton, uh, which will be taking place on the 1st of October after the international break. Uh, With me, as always, to answer all these burning questions is the Moscow mush, Kevin Milverton. Say hello, Kevin. Hello. Yeah. Before we start, can I just say, um, like many of us, I was shocked by the sad news that came in 
last Thursday. It's quite literally the end of an era, and I'm sure I speak for all of our listeners in wishing Nathan Redmond the best of luck at his new club, Besiktas. You're, you're a twat. <laughs> <laughs> I've just lost half of our listeners, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, they don't come here for that. They come here for an escape, right? So, and we're yeah. giving them that escape. So, no yeah. sacred cows here. Exactly. I look, to be honest, like, yeah, joking aside, yeah, I, I, I was um, yeah, quite, quite shocked at um, old Liz passing away. Mm-hmm. Everything's sort of been moved to one side for a bit. It's a little bit surreal, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't feel real. It's um, yeah, it kept on. You know, the, the first couple of days after it happened, it didn't feel right. And it was, there was something not right. It was, yeah, it was just an odd sensation. Something that I've never experienced, obviously, neither have you. But um, unless no. you were born before 1952, of course. But, yeah, it's, um, it is it is sad. It is it's very sad. But, yeah, other than that, I've, I've been all right. I'm a bit, a bit hungover today, so I'm sorry if I'm sounding worse for wear. Yeah, yeah you, 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 don't, you don't sound too good, but you, you, you looked quite quite good. I saw you just a minute ago, actually, on 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 uh, camera and i thought you looked quite fresh kevin i thought you looked um yeah fresh as a daisy oh thanks <laughs> i haven't right. seen you yet but uh, how are you <laughs> yeah there's a reason you haven't seen me <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those days this morning i kind of just like rolled out of bed and it was quite late for me because um as i say the game was on friday so i had a little bit more time to prepare for everything so yeah it was um it was a rare lay-in for me so yeah i'm not uh, oh, that's good i've got bedhead still so no, that's probably why you're not seeing that. Oh, okay, uh, Kev, did you hear about the fight between the dentist and the, the manicurist? No. It was really, really brutal. They fought tooth and nail. Hey. <laughs> They're getting worse. They are getting worse. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kevin, yeah, September is over for Saints. Um, we played two, lost two, no goals scored. Uh, it's going to be an interesting goal of the month, won't it? And uh, <laughs> but the latest debacle, uh, Aston Villa, it just rounds off another terrible week on the pitch. And yeah, <laughs> well deserved actually that the uh, match of the day last billing because I always complain about yeah. it we're on last, but it was definitely well deserved this week. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean we're lucky the show showed anything at all to be honest. It was definitely low lights, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> So there were supposed to be three games, but with the passing of Her Majesty and, you know, the, so the Brentford game being postponed, it went to two games and we lost them both 1-0. So we got no goals scored. So, our, as I say, our golden player of the month is going to be a, it's going to be a real humdinger. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to have to be inventive. This is the first time it's ever happened to us. I think so. Um, I think we're going to have to incorporate the B team and, and the women's team in this as well, because, yeah. So, yeah, we'll do that. We'll get we'll get those votes out for the next, for the next pod and uh, it will be... It will be a B team or a Saints uh, women. Are you up for that? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, maybe uh, we can put some clips out. I think maybe the copyright issues aren't so big on the women's and the B team. Yeah, let's go it. Let, let's go it. Jesus. Yeah. Let's go it, mate. Let's do it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, if you appreciate what we do uh, and you would, you feel, oh, you know what? I want to buy these guys a coffee for all their hard work. Uh, then head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Uh, you can also be an official member for exclusive offers. So, yeah, go on there and check them out. Uh, Kevin, we've got some news to go through. Are you up for that? Well, let's go it. Let's go it. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, I just want to start off with with some news that I missed for for whatever reason last time. Uh, It's probably all the transfer shicer, I guess. But um, 
16-year-old Tyler Dibbling has returned to the club following his brief stint at Chelsea. Uh, he signed for them on the 28th of July in a deal worth £1.5 million, um, but it was reported that he failed to settle in West London. Um, it's sad, really, because, I mean, it, it must be difficult for him at that age moving to a massive club like Chelsea. You know, he's got no friends there and the way of life it changes dramatically, doesn't it? And But it was nice to see that both clubs worked together to make the move back happen and they just you know they clubbed together and did what's best for him yeah, that's, that's great news I mean you must have been you know homesick and I think you know he's a he was a rising star in in our team and he's probably gone to Chelsea and is just in a sea of talent there it's probably difficult to, to make something for yourself so yeah welcome back yeah welcome definitely I mean I, I can't imagine me moving out at the age of 16 and, and starting something like that it must have been eye-opening but yeah. yeah but I mean he feels he feels comfortable back here he, he says it's his second home so you know it's um let's let's do what we can to progress him here and I'm glad I'm glad that he's back because it was one of those ones that we thought Christ what what, what could be if, if we let him go and he ends up being a star but yeah we're going to get the chance to uh to develop him yeah, and I think he's going to have much more chance here than at Chelsea. Yeah, I did mention in the build-up uh, that um, yeah, last last to go, I guess, um, Nathan Redmond to Besiktas. Mm. Uh, kind of expected him to go a bit earlier, and um, yeah, when the transfer window shut, I just thought it was a bit strange that you know, he wasn't involved in the first team at all, and for him not to go out would be very very strange. But um, yeah. So um, hopefully it's a move that works out for works out for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six years and it's a it's a long time, isn't it? And it's it a is a start for him, kickstart his career again, and probably needs it, doesn't he? And he, as you mentioned, he's not getting any time recently, and and yeah, we we both anticipated the departure, but I don't know. Again, it's like like a Romeo one. It's a tough one to take, and and a, and a Shane Long one, I guess, as well. You know, you. But with Redmond, I always felt he was unfairly treated sometimes. You know, he had so much potential. When he was on form, there was no doubt that he was one of the most important players and, you know, one of the first uh, team, uh, one of the first players on the team sheet. And that year, a few years back, when he won player of the year for us, you know, it was he was incredible that year. And I just, yeah, I just wish he could get back to that sort of form and wish him all the best in, in Turkey. Yeah, I mean, his, his inconsistency was definitely frustrating. He felt that Felt for the last couple of seasons, really, that um, perform a lot better at another level. Yeah, well, another one to watch for. Yeah. Uh, Dom Ballard was shortlisted for the Premier League Two Player of the Month, uh, but he lost out to uh, Sonny Perkins of Leeds. That was fixed. Yeah, but I mean, it was great. It's good for him. Good nomination. He scored four goals in four games in in, in August, so uh, that's great. Continues to impress, and he did it again. The other day against Leeds, actually, um, I think it's only a matter of time before he does get his chance in the first team again, and almost certainly against Sheffield Wednesday, right? Yeah, our Carabao Cup third round tie is going to be against Sheffield Wednesday to be played on Wednesday, the 9th of November. And also that Newcastle game has been moved to Sunday, the 6th of November and will be broadcast on Sky Sports. That's two o'clock kickoff. So, yeah, Musa Gineppo, he's signed a new deal to keep him at St Mary's until 2025. Yeah. Um, were you shocked about that? I mean, it's a bit of a surprise. I mean, it's quite early on in the season, isn't it, to be um, signing new deals? Yeah. 
But no, it just even at the start of the season, or you think to the end of last season when he was way down the pecking order and we thought his time's up. Mm. I know he's been playing at left back and he looks to have, uh, you know, found a little niche for himself there. But I don't know. It just he got his chance in a more advanced position yet uh, Friday night, didn't he? And um, yeah. we know how that worked. So I, I still don't. I don't know. It's um. It's not, I mean, it's not a bad deal, I suppose, but it's whether we're going to get anything more out of him now. I don't, and I don't think we are. Signed a four-year contract in 2019. Yeah, so. no, it's just an extension, isn't it? Just a, something we haven't got to think about now, isn't it, I suppose, with him. And there's some, someone wants to buy him for more than what we did, which is not going to happen now. 14 million quid. Yeah. For, for what? For that goal against West Brom. <laughs> um, or was it Sheffield United? Sorry, I think it was Sheffield United. The West Brom one was another one hit wonder. <laughs> that was Buffal, wasn't it? Buffal, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but there is some good news though. Armel Belakotchap um, received his first senior Germany call up. This is fucking mm. huge, right? Because Germany are bloody you know powerhouses of international football, and the youngster like Belakotchap being called up to that team whilst playing for a team like Southampton, it's almost unheard of. I think that's brilliant. He must be on top of the world. Just, um, yeah, just great. I hope he gets some minutes against England, actually. I don't think, I'm not sure he will, but, you know, it's... No, I don't think he'll get no. any minutes. But, I mean, just to, to be there training with uh, yeah, the big boys. That's yeah, great. it is fantastic. Well done. Just uh, goes to show what a great start he's had to the season for us. And it's good that, that these international managers are actually paying attention to players like that. Mm. Um, internationals, Kev, they're coming up next week. Um, who else has been called up? Our international roundup. So, yeah, Belakot chap. He's in the Germany squad. Um, they're playing Hungary and England, aren't they? Mm. Lee Prousey, another England call-up for him. They are playing Italy on Friday the 23rd and Germany on Monday the 26th. Gavin Bazzuno. Called up by Ireland, yeah. Yeah, to play... That's Scotland on the 24th and Armenia on the 27th. Brilliant. Loneys then, Kev. Uh, Dan and Lundaloo, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but he's enjoying a good season and he, he scored uh, in their 2-1 win over Cambridge. So he's doing all right. He's um he's knocking on a bit there. It's um it's, it's good stuff for him. Um, huh? um Vokin's played for Woking. Teller played for, for Burnley. Smallbone played for Stoke. I think the only ones that didn't play is um, Caleb Watts. Uh, Kazuma Legby didn't come off the bench. Uh, Kegs Chalky didn't. Um, and I don't give a shit about Jan Bednarik anymore. So. <laughs> he didn't play against uh, Saints. No, of course he didn't. No, he wasn't allowed to play, was he? But yeah. Uh, Kev, uh, some birthdays again this week. Uh, on Saturday, last Saturday, Saturday the 10th, it was Armando Broja's birthday. How old is Broja? 22. He's 21. Uh, and Sunday the 18th, which is today. So we should say a very happy birthday to the legend that is Peter Shilton. How old is Peter Shilton? 66. Oh, not a bad guy. He's 73. Okay. Uh, and yesterday, Saturday the 17th, it was uh, our new signing. We haven't actually seen yet. Do ya Chaleta Tsar. Um, how old is he? 25. Yes. Yeah, uh, the B team then uh, played... <laughs> Played on uh, Saturday uh, against Leeds, and they lost 6-2. First loss of the season. Uh, but, but because Leeds didn't play the Premier League this week, and Jesse Marsh decided to give his first team squad a run out against the kids, uh, he must be really proud. Uh, yeah, Bamford, Ailing, Cooper, Junior Firpo, they all played. And uh, Bamford, Patrick Bamford got a hat-trick, of course. And um, Don Ballard scored, uh, as well as Sam Bellis. 
um, but there were consolations for us. But they were already six nil down, and they, you know, they just carried on and scored two goals at the end. So, yeah, not much you could do about it. Um, but they're they're the third in the table on ten points, and everything's everything's still looking rosy for them. Um, and then next up they play on Tuesday uh, against Exeter City at St James's Park in the Papa John's Trophy. Uh, the women uh, are playing right now at Crystal Palace. Um, as we speak, uh, and I was listening to it before we went on and started recording, and we were 1-0 up, uh, a fifth-minute goal from Lexi Lloyd-Smith on her first start. So, yeah, 1-1 at the break. But, uh, yeah, it's good. Crystal Palace are a good, good, uh, good team, so going there and, and then scoring early, it's um, shut them up for a bit anyway. Uh, Under-18s played Crystal Palace uh, yesterday uh, at Crystal Palace training ground, and they lost 3-2. Um, and they will play Fulham next up on Saturday, the 1st of October. Uh, Kevin, have you got anything else to add before we go and talk about the detritus the, the Villa game? <laughs> I'd just like to add a hilarious tweet that I saw on the Daily Echo um, quote. Uh, Ward Prowse says he and Pal Ings will want to smash each other. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, I didn't see that on the pitch, so yeah, maybe they got up to that. Off the pitch. Anyway, yeah, coming off the high from that Chelsea win, then we couldn't build on it with that drab loss at Wolves. And, you know, this, well, I guess it was a kind of worse version of that Wolves game, wasn't it? And just a very difficult game to watch for both sets of fans, I imagine. Um, nothing yeah. to be happy about whatsoever. And, you know, there's a real gloomy atmosphere around the city for a, for a number of reasons at the moment. And, this is why. And Jacob Ramsey with the only goal just before the break. Kevin, the starters. Uh, well, again, there was cause for excitement for me anyway, because I, I'm still getting used to the new signings and wondering how many, if any, would slot in. Um, would a dozy get a start? Would Maitland-Niles come in? Would we see anything from Larry Austin? To be honest, it was rather underwhelming, wasn't it? Because we saw Elianusi was still in there. Musa Gineppo, fresh from his new deal, getting a more advanced role, which was, I don't know, raised a few, few eyebrows. Um, and the new signings on the bench, aside from Maitland-Niles, uh, which Ralph has said there's a lot of work to do regarding him, which is, yeah, might be a bit of a worry. But um, Kev, firstly, that lineup, were you, was your excitement level was peaked <laughs> with the personnel or, you know, just figured we'd see what we got? Or, and, and secondly, are you concerned with what Ralph said about uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles? I mean, as for the lineup, it was about as inspiring as the entire of the entirety of the match. You weren't yeah. too happy about it. I mean, I think you brought up on the on the Discord when you saw uh, Walcott on the bench. Walcott on the bench, yeah, that's really stretching things, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and the the three number tens in there is just a kind of stripe of disappointment, really, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, nothing against them individually but Armstrong Elianusi and Gineppo it's not really going to strike fire into the <laughs> it's not going to strike fear into the opposition or fire <laughs> either it's strike anything um, yeah. and the uh, Maitland-Niles yeah that's kind of surprising isn't it I mean you'd think that um, Ralph would have sanctioned the signing and uh, <laughs> for him to not be not be ready to come in um, after coming in on loan from Arsenal uh, yeah, but I mean, we saw him come on against Wolves, didn't we? And it wasn't anything that he did that was completely. Was right? Oh, exactly. And now that he, it must be something that Ralph's seeing on the on the training field that uh, he doesn't know where his his best position is for him. 
mm. um, because he is that versatile option. But the fact that he said that there's a lot of work to do regarding him, it, I don't know. It's just a a lot of red flags going up for me. Oh, there was talk before about his like potentially his, his attitude or his uh, flexibility. Is it going to be another Walcott sit on the bench for a few more years? Yeah. We need to get the best out of him, don't we? We need to use him now because he's only here for, for the rest of the season. And as I say, we don't know what we've got with him. I just want to see him. I want to see a lot more of him. I want to see a lot more of Larios and I want to see a lot more of a dozy as well. We got to see Larios in his debut, of course, and we did get to see a little tiny sliver of um, Sam Adozi. But I'm going to put my hands up, Kevin, and say that um, I fell asleep watching the game. Yeah. I, I actually fell asleep. Um, I remember the 80, 81st minute, and then I woke up in stoppage time. So I missed pretty much every all the cameo with Adozi. So I, I, I have no idea how he got on. Um, so that I apologise for. But, um, yeah, it was just such a dull game that I, uh, I couldn't take anything from it. I mean, I paid a little bit more attention because... Um... I just felt bad after last time of the Wolves game. I mean, I didn't fall asleep, but I might as well have. I was just staring into space for most of it. Well, I will say that I was on a night shift the night before, and I changed my hours so I so I could watch this game. So I was on I was going on no sleep as well. You got no sleep, and you got a performance like that to get through. I challenge anyone to stay awake for it because it just wasn't True. getting me out of my seat. Let's say that. It was doing the complete opposite. Um, so let's go through the lowlights and, and, and try and try and take some positives from it. I mean, if we can, I, I guess Bella Kochep and his sick consecutive start, thus earning that call up. That That's a good thing. Uh, and you can't point a finger at uh, Bella Kochep or Salisi, really. Um, possibly the goal, but we'll come to that in a bit. Um, but actually, no, we'll go to that now because there wasn't a lot that happened before that anyway. And as I said before, Jacob Ramsey scored after 41 minutes. Uh, it was another mess. Uh, so there was question marks for offside, and then Bazunu wasn't covering himself with glory. Really? From what I see, uh, Ramsey was in an offside position when the original cross from Coutinho comes in. Um, he's still in an offside position when Mings heads it at Bazunu, and then Salisu heads it back to Ramsey, uh, and he lashes it in off the underside of the bar. Is that how you saw it? Yeah, pretty much. I, I wouldn't really blame uh, Bazunu for the first half, but he made quite a good save. No, it, um, needs to, it needed to go away. You can't parry it there. That's the danger area. That's the you. You need to get that over the bar. I get that it was a, a you know, it was kind of point blank, wasn't it? And it's very close range. You have to make, range, you have to make a split decision, yeah. But I still think a, key, a goalkeeper, a top quality goalkeeper, does better than that. Possibly McCarthy would have saved that. Obviously. <laughs> Are we going to do this again? Uh, now that Mazzuni's <laughs> having some mistakes, it's just yeah. going to be like, let's get McCarthy back in. He's not a Premiership goalkeeper. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah this is it um yeah and and the offside i mean the var looked at it but was the right decision made um i don't know i mean i, I was expecting VAR to chalk it off um once they flagged it up because uh yeah ramsey was in an offside position but yeah Twice. so much happens yeah <laughs> well, so, yeah so much happens but yeah it was a goal but the only other chance of note in that first half well, there was a couple of them, but both of them were from Villa. I think Bailey had a, had a shot that went wide. I think Bazunu mm-hmm. had that covered anyway. Um, and that cheeky little corner from from Douglas Luiz. Yeah, he's kind of building a reputation over there, isn't he? And he was going in. Yeah, and Bazunu was great there. That's a great yeah. save. That's what he needed to do with the first one. Um, but that was a great save. Just pushed it over the bar and uh, yeah, give him give him a chance to do that corner again. <laughs> yeah, I mean Coutinho was. Um, popping up and being a bit of a nuisance for 
twice of that first half. He always does against us, doesn't he? We, I've mentioned uh, Bazunu, uh, and I'll, I'll talk about him a, a little bit more uh, because, I mean, there's some un- unpopular opinions circling social media, uh, as always, and I, I quite like them, to be honest, because none of them are far away from my thoughts anyway. But um, it, it's just been saying that not there's lots of players that aren't performing the way that we've become accustomed to. I think Ward-Prowse was, was one of them, and I have to agree, I don't think he started the season particularly well. Uh, Bazunu, um, I don't know what 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 do you really make of his start? Because at the start of the season, I, I said he hadn't really put a foot wrong, and he hadn't. Um, and, but I'm kind of like I'm, I'm shifting on him a little bit. I'm not as high on him as as I first hoped, and I, I know he's young, and I'm not saying that he shouldn't be starting, but at all because I want to stick with him all the way. Um, and he's getting these these crucial Premier League games, but I don't know. I, I just I'm just trying to rein it in a little bit. Because there are some mistakes that are creeping in. I mean, the Wolves goal, that was a messy one, wasn't it? I'm not, you know, mm. it's just every time I see it, I just think, what was he doing? But, and, and this this one, the Villa one, I just, I just think that one was on him. And I don't, you know, it was obvious that Villa weren't going to score a ton in this game um, because they were just as, as poor as us. And in a tight game, you need your goalkeeper to step up. And I don't think he did on that goal. And I, I, I want to point out that I'm not trying to single him out. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to single him out as the reason that we lost this game because he wasn't. I'm just bringing him up now because I want to know how you feel about him. And um, and the the 10 on the field need to take the responsibility for this game because they didn't do enough. And that was clear. But I've been looking at a lot of Bazunu's... Well, I've been looking at the save percentages in in the league. And uh, where do you think he's ranked in the Premier League goalkeepers this season in save percentage? Slightly below average. 17th. Wow. Yeah, and those below him, right, are Bournemouth, which is expected because the amount of shots that they face. Leicester, who, of course, are rock bottom and they're getting got humiliated by Spurs last night. Uh, and, and they let Schmeichel leave, so no, not surprising. But Man City are down there. But then you look at Edison and he's only faced 12 shots on his goal and he saved seven of them. So he's not going to get a, a lot. But It's a good gig, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, and then Bazunu's right down there. Um you look at a team like Forest and they face more than double the shots that we have, and yet they're higher than us. So I don't know. I just. We that, should have brought in Benderson. Exactly. This is what we were saying at the start of the season. And yeah, it, it is a bit of a worry. But then I'm, I look at stats way too much. <laughs> I'm still high on Bazunu. Yes, I'm just saying that I'm not as high as I was. I don't know. I think he's been average. Our expectations are maybe a little bit lower because we, we give him a lot of discount for, for being young and new. But in those tight games like the Wolves and the Villa games, if it's just one mistake that's going to cost you getting one point, you know, to three. Mm-hmm. And that was the difference yesterday, uh, Friday, was that that one goal that he could have done better with, in my opinion. Yeah, OK, I'm going to say it again, I'm not blaming him for the loss because I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. The whole problem with the game than why we lost this game was because we weren't moving the ball quick enough we weren't creative enough and we just didn't we didn't create anything we didn't have the players on the the right players on the field at the right time it's that's really the reason the energy at all uh, yeah which is a surprise because we've had a bit of a break and it's yeah it's that's the reasons but Bazunu for me I don't know I just want I, obviously he's young I just want to see a little bit more of him and get a, a proper opinion on him but you're you think I'm being over the top well I mean that yeah statistics and it's, it's quite jarring for me looking at him in, in a new light. It'd be just so tragic if we um, put another young, promising goalkeeper from Man City through the meat grinder. 
I don't want to do it. I don't. I'm just <laughs> I, I, I'm totally on Bazunu's side. I'm with I want to say that I, I don't you know, I want him to carry on playing for the rest of the season. Mistakes included. Mm. He can make mistakes. He's going to make mistakes. I get it. Uh, but I'm just I just want to know I just want to know where you stand with him and you, you you know you're fully behind him or are you just like now nah, let's bring McCarthy back in like with a lot of the young players you know the jury's really still out sure um even on Bella Kochap you know I mean he's yeah. had a good good uh, good run of games this season so far um <laughs> not in this game I don't think but um yeah it's a long season and uh, we saw what happened to Salisa at the end of last season. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of there's a, the whole squad suffers with inconsistency, doesn't it? So it's 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 only fair that individuals are going to get that as well. Look at Elisa, yeah. he's the prime example. I think you know the idea behind it is that you know we've got so many players, there's a lot of competition for places, and uh, yeah, poor performances uh, would be rewarded with uh, a trip to the bench, mm. unless you're Gineppo or Elisa. Yeah. They've got nudes on Ralph, I'm sure. <laughs> Ralph doesn't actually hide his emotions, does he, on the sidelines? And you can see the bother in his eyes at this point. And, uh, you know, the, the, when they zoomed into him and he just looked distraught. And we hadn't had a single shot on target deep into the second half. And it yeah. it kind of brought back memories from when Mark Hughes was here when we went for that game and uh, didn't have one at all. It's that sort of form, isn't it? It's, it's scary. I mean... It, one game you can just write it off. When you get two of these games in a row, it's it does start to to nag a little bit. Yeah, and that that one shot on target was a fairly drab header from Sekumara, quarter an hour from the end. Oh, do you know, I was trying to think of when our what our shot was. I couldn't do it because the only one I remembered deep into that second half was the Stuart Armstrong one from the corner, uh, from the free mm. kick rather. Yeah, that was wise. Yeah, yeah, the Mara one, that was it. Yeah, thanks for that, because I couldn't remember which one it was. Uh, we didn't really have any chances in the game at all. I think, yeah, well, speaking of being last on match of the day, um, I thought they were going to get to the end of the highlights without showing Saints doing anything at all. <laughs> that was uh, it. <laughs> but with just a couple of um, Prousey free kicks at the end, and that was it. Yeah, depressing stuff. Very depressing. And and what was the reason for this result, Kev? Is it well not not just the result, but the performance? And you, look, as I said, you know, no creativity again. And you start a game with Elianusi, who has periods of form where he goes missing, um, and then Gineppo getting an unexpected advance. If we start this game with a Stuart Armstrong and a Joe Rebo instead, do we see more chances to create it, or is it is it as simple as that? Is it just a personnel issue? And the problems are maybe not even that far forward. I mean, I don't really rate the uh, midfield duo of Ward Prowse and uh, Diallo. I think Diallo has been been a bit of a disappointment so far this season. Rather well, get Romeo. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think so too. But uh, I mean, Lavia has been good, and yeah, I'm missing him. He's injured, so you, you think we've got the players there to do it? That we, you know, if we had the right players on, we could we could make some chances in these games. Because, I mean, Tim put an article out about the lack of goals that we're scoring, and, and we're missing a Danny Ings. We don't have that, and um, we've had some responses like we weren't creating the chances for the goal scorers. So it doesn't really matter how many Danny Ings yeah. you have in the side if we don't create for these players, then we're not going to score the goals. But if they're on the bench, do, I mean, well, if we have the players on the field, do you have the faith in Shea and Armstrong to be? that goal scorer that Ings was for us. Yeah, if they get the supply, I think uh, we don't have a problem. Um, yeah, 
So this Lafayette. is just tactical. Um, this is just on Ralph then. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just too defensive. I mean, Ralph, um, he did call it the worst game of the season so far. And um, I think he's spot on there. And uh, he blamed Villa's aggressive defending. Well, yeah, yeah you just need <laughs> a, a, a more aggressive attacking and then, then you're fine. Uh, we didn't have that. And another question I've got to ask, Kev, is um, why is Elianisi still starting? Don't know. Maybe they've got evidence of... Uh, Danny Ings and James Ward-Prowse smashing each other or something. <laughs> well, we we saw in that Chelsea game, because I, I criticised Elianisi at the start of the season, saying I don't know why he's, he's still playing, but he's kind of one of those players that nobody ever seems to to look at or pick out. He's just one of those forgotten guys, and it's easy to see why. But in that Chelsea game, I made an effort of watching him and seeing what he was doing in it. There was effort, the work rate was fantastic. Mm. But his bad performances are far outweighing his good at the moment. And that's not good enough. But just flat out, he, he's not good enough. And when, when Stuart Armstrong came on, he, he won that free kick straight away. And then he had that header at goal. Yeah, um, that was something, you know. Uh, yeah, it was more right there. I mean, what's going on? Why why is Ralph not playing Stuart Armstrong? It's not even a Stuart Armstrong thing. It's an Elianusi thing. Why does he keep playing him? I think, you know, um, every player deserves a second chance. You know, he has a decent match and then two bad matches, you know. It just goes uh, back to this inconsistency thing, doesn't it? There's too many, too many players are having inconsistent form, which which will go down as the team being inconsistent. How can we just, go from beating Chelsea two one to creating a lot? Probably could could have scored more in that game as well to not even look like scoring in in both Wolves and Villa. Something needs yeah. to change again. It's it's not. I mean, it's not as if it's a position that we've not got huge competition for. Ralph changed out the entire attacking lineup, and we had. Um, for completely different players to end, end the game. Uh, but, yeah, I still get the feeling that they could have played for another 90 minutes and still not scored nothing. Yep, I agree. Um, gun to your head, Kevin. Everton game. Who's the front four? Um, I'd keep Che in there, but I'd um, change out the and number 10s. All of them? You take out Adam Armstrong? Yeah, stick it. Um, yeah, Rebo, Dozy, Armstrong, Stewart. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I guess then if we don't create anything from that, then we've got some issues, right? Because you can say that you've changed the personnel. Um, these players that aren't creating anything are out. The players mm. that we do th- think can create something are in. And if we still don't do anything against a team like Everton, then then you know we seriously need to be thinking about the Ralph out again, don't we? That he's and not getting, yeah, he's not doing. He's doing something wrong. Um, one plus, another plus from the game. I said another plus, one plus. Uh, we we did get to see a debut from Larios. Um, mm. very very good on the ball, isn't it? I know he's a bit lightweight, he's a bit small. Um, but he, I don't know. There's something exciting about this youngster that he, it, it's kind of like a Tino thing, isn't it? They want to, they just want to move the ball. Um, stats, Kevin, do you have any stats? Yes, I do. Do you really want them? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess I do. We had uh, seven shots to Aston Villa's 11. Um, <clears throat> I challenge anybody to name them all. One shot on target to Aston Villa's three. That was Mara's one, wasn't it, on target? I got that yeah. one. <laughs> uh, possession? Possession, uh, uh, 47% for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess a heat map in this game would just all be... In the middle, 
just nothing moving. <laughs> just it's incredible, really. I mean, just um, that we had that much possession and yet offered absolutely nothing. Um, past success of seventy four percent. I don't even I don't even want to ask an XG, but I feel like I need a laugh. I've heard two different versions. Um, yeah, point nine two for Villa, uh, point three three for us, uh, or. Or 0.82 for Villa and 0.28 for us. Um, 0.28 yeah, is probably way. about right, I guess. Yeah, absolutely fucking dreadful. Absolutely, yeah. It was just an awful, awful game. Uh, Ralph's comments then. He said, congrats to Villa. Uh, they were the one team to score and we didn't have one. Uh, so if you want, it was a deserved win for them. Uh, the rest today, I think, was far away from Premier League level from both sides. But I only want to speak, speak for us, not for them. Uh, they have been aggressive. They have tried to break us down. We haven't been good enough on the ball to create something seriously. This is a little bit similar to the Wolves game, where I must say we had in the end chances to score. Today we didn't have chances, and this for me, the very frustrating thing. It's so easy to break us down, and it shouldn't be. After the game, it's hard to say what what it was. We will definitely speak to them and analyse it. It seemed to me that after the first two or three duels, we were a little bit anxious and didn't want to or were not brave enough to keep going. And when you have no power to play through the lines, then it's not enough for the Premier League. Yeah, you could have just said we were shine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Anyway, Kevin, summarise this. Where are we? I mean, um, is, yeah. this, is this the perfect time for an international break? I mean, we've almost had an international break before this, haven't we? I guess, yeah. So, yeah. It's either going to be absolutely awful against Everton or it's going to be absolutely brilliant. The, the, you know, the, the toughest question of this one is the man of the match, Kev. Yeah. Have you got anyone? Um, I really want to bring out the protest vote again. Um, so I'm going to give it to Shane Long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, good old Shane Long. He doesn't even play and he gets mad at the match. Um, I'm going to give it to Stuart Armstrong, Kev, seriously. Because... I, um, uh, God, I was, <laughs> he was my, my actual protest point. Yeah, just he was on the pitch for less than almost anybody else. And he seemed to be the only, only player who actually offered anything on the pitch. Yeah, that's exactly it. I was, mine was kind of like a protest being just Stuart Armstrong because it's Elianusi still playing and we're not getting anywhere with it. And Stuart Armstrong comes in and does that. So, uh, yeah, Stuart Armstrong. So start him, Ralph, if you're listening. Of course, I know you are listening. <laughs> Naturally. Just before we continue, right? Uh, we've had two matches, right, this month. Mm-hmm. We both agreed on Armstrong this, this week. Who was your man of the match last time against Wolves? I think I went Bella Kocha. Ah, okay. I went, I went with privacy. Oh, so th- those are going to be our three um, <laughs> players of the month next time. Uh, just, the, just the three, yeah. Stuart Armstrong, who hasn't even played. <laughs> Practically not played. Are we going to give Stuart Armstrong a, pl- a player of the month when he hasn't even played? Oh, yeah. goodness me. If that's not a protest, I don't know what is. Oh. Well, that means that there's a fourth space available. Um, uh, I'm going to give it to you, Kev. Shane Long, Shane Long. <laughs> I think he might even win it. <laughs> let's do it, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's head to Tim, shall we? This is Klaus Lundekvam, and you are listening to In That Number. Okay, uh, with the international break next week, Tim, uh, we 
have a wee break before we get to Everton, but we will uh, preview them anyway. Uh, but before we do that, how are you? How was your holiday? Uh, I had a great time. Went to, went to Iceland, uh, enjoyed it, and really just had a good overall experience. A uh, fun fact about Iceland, there's only about 300,000 people in the country. And then on top of that, there's usually yeah, about, between 100. About 60% 100, of them live in Reykjavik as well, isn't it? That is correct, or they're the Reykjavik suburbs. But then on top of that, there's between 100 and 150,000 tourists in the country at any point. And of that, two-thirds of them are are always are, are on general Americans. So at any point in time, you have a one-sixth chance to – to any person on the street or wherever you go, a one-sixth chance that the person's going to be American in Iceland. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Pompey fans around the world. <laughs> <laughs> they just turn up everywhere. Uh, yeah. They're like, uh, like cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> they are indeed. Uh, anyway, uh, Everton then, Tim. Um, please, please tell me it's going to be better than the last two games. Well, we'll really see how they end up playing later today against West Ham. So that'll be make a huge difference. Uh, to me, though, I think that if they're able to falter or they're able to not do so well against West Ham, it's only going to be in our favor. Uh, they're still trying to find their rhythm with their new signings that they have. They actually have a bunch of them uh, to look at. It. James Turkowski, Dwight McNeil, Connor Cody, a loan from Wolves. Onana from uh, Neil Maupe and Idrissa Gay. Gay. Uh, Gay. Gay. Yeah, Idrissa okay. Gay. He's come back. <laughs> yes. Mm. So from PSG, and then even James Gardner from uh, Manchester United, who was one of our, who was potentially one of our targets this past offseason. So uh, they have a lot, and then obviously they lost to Richarlison, and they've lost a couple other people that probably haven't made a huge or significant difference, but that Richarlison loss is obviously hitting them. So to to see what's going on, uh, they're not doing their best. Lampard isn't the best coach, and he's, but he's holding them in there. Uh, it'll be a tough season, and right now though they're actually have an injury with potential injury to Pickford. So they uh, so they hired well they signed on a short term deal. Eldon Jakubovic. Jakubovic. Uh, thank you. Uh, to si- sign on for the team for the for a short term deal, whether it's going to be through the end of January or however long, uh, which is great. Uh, that hopefully uh, pick if Pickford's out, that'll give us an opportunity to. Yeah, Begovic uh, kept- is playing at the moment, and Jakubovic is on the bench. So. Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to have some type of a, a gaff or a situation where uh, the, the goalie will allow us to get a, a, an easy one in. I'm sure they'd be saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, looking through all of that, Everton, uh, they're like I said, they're not doing too hot, and they're leading. They they want to have a good team because they want they're moving into a new home into the, on the docks in two years. If you've taken if you haven't seen that they have broken ground on their new stadium, uh, it actually looks really nice. So they'll eventually be living the same from the same area that they are in Liverpool with Liverpool FC and where Anfield's at. Uh, to the new their new home of the docks. So, taking a look, uh, what are you looking for? Five aside team. Who do you who would you have Ray? Who would you have Kev? If you had to pick, uh, who who would be who would be on your five aside? Oh God, I don't know. Is it wrong to want Solomon Rondon? <laughs> no, could, it's never. I, I want I want a big bodied per- person that can put the ball in the net, and especially in five aside. I want I want Solomon Rondon. I'm You're gonna have Pickford. I'm gonna have Pickford. 
I mm-hmm. am going to have Pickford. Um, I'm still going to have James Wood Prowse. Always, he's just my staple. Uh, I'll have Kyle Walker Peters as well. Mm-hmm. Where's your goals team? coming from? Dwight McNeil would be good. So Solomon Rondon's going to score my goals, Kev. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Anthony so- Gordon. Why not Anthony Gordon? No, I still want Solomon Rondon. I'm, I'm sold. Yeah, so we're looking at uh, the synopsis was Pickford, KWP, Gay, JWP, and then the toughest one was who is going to be up top. Uh, there is the debate between uh, Che Adams, Anthony Gordon, DCL, and Malpe. Uh, and DCL no one wants came... Rondon. Oh. No, so D, uh, Calvert-Lewin was the, um, was the leading vote-getter there. Mm. So taking a look at that, uh, what's the key battle for us going forward? It's going to be Cody and Tarkowski versus Che. Um, with the 4-2-3-1 formation we've been running, Adams is literally just being big bodied up there and doing whatever he can. But with Connor Cody and James Tarkowski, they can, they can be scrappy. So Adams is going to have his workout and cut out for him there. Uh, wish him all the best because those two are known for their scrappiness and it'll be tough. Uh, what's our formation though going to look like? I don't think we're going to change very much. Uh, oh. I think we won't change. I don't think we'll change at all, except for maybe Arebo coming in for uh, Gineppo. But beyond that, yeah, I think it'll be. To. We have to change, change personnel. We just we can't have you know, again. I do have Stu instead of uh, so I have Stu instead of more Elianusi uh, and Joe Arebo instead of uh, Gineppo. I take that. I still would. Yeah. I, I, I would. I, we need to. We can't. We can't do this again. It's um, a bit of a habit with uh, Elianusi, isn't it? That we need to shake and we need to get that uh, that creativity back to the team. Kev, what, what do you reckon? I mean, you've already said like, what you what you think. If, uh, if it was up to me, yeah, yeah. I'd go for a complete change. Absolutely, that's what we need, isn't it? Um, incidentally, that game against Everton, uh, I failed to mention, is on Saturday the first. It's three o'clock and it's at St Mary's. Um, so there you go for that. Uh, head-to-heads, by the way, uh, Saints have won 33, uh, Everton have won 51, and there's been 23 draws between the two teams. Uh, predictions then, uh, who's first? It is Kevin. Kevin, you're first this week. No, fucking hell. I kind of leaked it onto the Discord, didn't I? Yeah, but, um... yeah you did, and I called you a melt. And, uh, <laughs> and the, the Americans don't know what a melt is, apparently, or, or what a swift arf is. It's... A melt is a sandwich. Uh, is no. he a sandwich right now? Can he be eaten up in a delicious way? Uh, no, I'm, definitely not. <laughs> I, I feel like a sandwich. Um, what's the other thing, American? Like, not maybe not that Americans don't know. What, what, you can call somebody a melt. Um, what's the other thing that people call you? Uh, a, a weapon. A weapon. That's, yeah. You, you fucking weapon. weapon. <laughs> oh God, Tim, is you that could something like... that you have in America. No, definitely not. You could learn a new language here. I mean, if we if we started on Cockney rhyme and slang, it would be you just wouldn't have a clue. It would be like learning a new language. We should do that. Uh, anyway, Kevin, <laughs> prediction. Um, okay, I'm gonna stick with my prediction one one because I can't decide um, whether it's gonna be absolutely fucking dreadful or absolutely amazing. Okay. So I'm gonna go in the middle. Okay, and T Bizzle, you're next. Uh, nil nil. Oh, God. I've got to go to this game. You guys. I'm going to go positive. I'm going to be the positive one. I think Saints win this 2-1. I can see another game like uh, like Chelsea. I can see him changing the personnel. And I can see uh, 2-1, victory, three points. Everton are shit. So 
Let's go for it. Great. I hope you're right. I was hoping for a little bit more enthusiasm after that, but there's just complete awkward silence. I predicted 2-1 for the last two matches and look what's happened. Mm, I've also predicted draws for the last two and look what's happened, Kev. So it makes no difference. We're always wrong. Um, Switch places. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the the predictions then from uh, from the Discord from the Villa game. Uh, just the two people predicted a Villa win, and that's Frederick Lazaro and Dan Rideout. They were just making moves on the up the table. That was it. Uh, the rest remains the same, especially at the top. Uh, Colt Baker is the man to catch on fourteen, uh, but Dan yep. Fox and Scott Gorman are two points behind them on twelve. Mm. Uh, Super six then. Uh, round six was won by Bradley Lloyd and Kevin Jewell. Uh, with 14 points. Round seven was won by Paul Beasley with 17 points. Uh, and round eight was Bradley Lloyd, Stephen Allen and Russ Sayers on 14 points. The overall lead is now Paul Beasley and Kevin Jewell on 99 points. Uh, Kevin, fantasy football? Uh, yes. Um, OK, I got confused then. I thought, how am I 13th in a league of 10 people? But um, no, I'm OK. I'm <laughs> second in the podcasters league. Uh, Oliver Boast is still beating us. I, I, I'm quite proud of my haul this week. I've got uh, 56 points. I've got 70, Kev. So have that. What did you did you have Son? I got Son, Son and Harland. Yeah. And Harland's okay. But I captained Harland and he got me 12, and Son mm. was my vice captain and he got me 19. So. Fucking hell. I got yeah, a clean, my clean sheet with Cancelo as well. So. I got th- three clean sheets. Oh. Oh yeah, Saliba, Arsenal. Got me twelve. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, big league. Lucy Hynett still top. Um, David Phillips in second, and uh, Orenio eight. His team Aston Villa. <laughs> yeah, they're third. That's, um, a, that's an original name he's used there. These teams keep coming in, don't they? Mm. Where are you, gents? Uh, Ray's 12th. Out of how many? <laughs> 12, yeah. There's, um, there's over 100. Yeah, no, I'm doing all right this year. I am mm. actually... Yeah, it's, it's just luck. It will completely turn around. But you're sixth, aren't you, Kev? So. I am sixth, yeah. Mm. Super. Where are you, Tim? I am eighth. Uh, in the podcasters league right now, ah, but in, in, in the in no, that in number podcast league, league yeah. uh, eighty four. It's a good year. Eighty four. Should we give a shout out to whoever's bottom? Tony yeah. Dark. Has he even changed his team? Has, has he has he still got like um Sofiane Buffal playing or something? Well, he didn't he didn't do a wild card because uh, he's three of his starters weren't playing. Um, but Mitrovic, Mitrovic will be automatically subbed in, and so Odegaard can play it all as minus well. Three. Mm. Minus three? Yes. He got sent off, didn't he? Oh, right, yeah. Quite early oh, on. no, I thought you meant the team total of not minus three. I'm like, what's he doing? I wonder what the record is. for. <laughs> <laughs> that must be really difficult to score minus points for your team. But, wow. Just select a, a team of misfits, but yeah. Um, is that it for Fantasy Football Care? Yes, that's a fun. Okay, uh, where am I? Uh, you up for this one? Remember, you get a free guess on your first clue. Okay. Kitchen. Bedroom. <laughs> I haven't even said it yet. I meant the, the the team anyway. I'm in the dining room actually, so the jokes on you. Okay. Uh, clue one. Uh, this stadium is located 95 miles from St Mary's. That you got a free London. guess. You got a free guess. Go for it. That Tim, could be London. Fun. The Valley. Kevin? Mm, are you in Luton? Is it? Kenilworth Road, is it? I am not. That's okay. it. I'm not either. 
So a good guess anyway. Uh, this town is located 30 miles from Bristol. It's a town. Okay. Mm. Next clue. Um, well, you're going to have a guess. Oh, I'm really tempted. Oh, he's going to have a guess for four points. Is it, are you in Swindon? Is that your final guess? Yes. No, I am not nah. in Swindon. You lose. Uh, the third uh, clue was currently competing in League One. The fourth, located in the town of Nailsworth. Forest Green Rovers. It is yeah. Forest Green Rovers. Yeah, nicknamed the Greens, Green Army. The club prides themselves on be, uh, being the first vegan football club uh, with a capacity of 5,147. I am... Green Energy Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the new lawn, but they are actually moving to a, a eco park, which is going to be completely uh, carbon neutral. Yes, completely, one hundred percent. So yeah, good for them. So no points, Kev, um, which makes uh, makes you a loser. Um, right. Anyway, uh, next week uh, we're off because of the international break, um, and as as we mentioned, uh, England play Italy on Friday the twenty third, and Germany on Monday the twenty sixth. Um, but we'll be back on Sunday the second of October for a chat about that Everton fixture, and we'll pre- prepare for that away trip against Man City. That should be a fun one, shouldn't it? Mm. Mm. But uh, until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up at Southampton. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.